Welcome to Time of Restoration broadcast. We are so happy that you have tuned in and pray that something will be said to bless you, encourage your heart, lift your spirit, and increase your faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. For this is the day that the Lord hath made. And we shall rejoice and be glad in this day. An opportunity, a day, that we have the opportunity to lift up our hands, to give him praise from the fruit of our lips, to let him know how grateful we are for his provision. For, for providing for us, for us, for for, for protecting us and, and giving us food and shelter, clothing. Oh, the Lord is so good. And he's worthy to be praised. We thank God that we were able to witness another Thanksgiving. And we thank God for all of the people that Enjoyed that Thanksgiving on last week. We veered away from our teaching matters of the heart to bring scriptures about Thanksgiving and thankfulness. So this evening, I'm going to be starting with the Psalms. I always like to start with the Psalms. And this is a Psalm of Asaph. Asaph. And it says, Oh God. The heathen are come into that, unto that inheritance. That holy temple have they defiled. They have laid Jerusalem on heat. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of the heaven. The flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the earth. Thy blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and derision to them that are round about us. How long, Lord, will thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. But they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. O remember not against us former iniquities. Let thy tender mercies speedily prevent us for we are brought very low help us O God of our salvation for the glory of thy name and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake wherefore should the heathen say where is that thou God let him be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenging of the blood of thy servants, which is shed. 
Let the sign of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. And render unto our neighbors sevenfold into thy bosom thy reproach wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. So we, thy people, and sheep of thy pasture, will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. The commentator states, according to the Old Testament, God's judgment and wrath would often fall on entire nations because of the sins of people within those nations. Here, Asaph was pleading for judgment on kingdoms that refused to acknowledge God's authority. Ironically, Asaph's own nation of Judah was being judged by God for refusing to do this very thing. Second Chronicles 36 verses 14 through 20 shares that information. These were people who had sworn allegiance to God but were now rejecting him. This made their judgment even worse. And you know, the children of Israel were always rebellious. They were, they were always, you know, promised to be faithful, but would turn around and rebel against God. Uh, Psalm 79, verse 10, it says, In the end, God's glory will be evident to all people. But in the meantime, we must endure suffering with patience and courage, allowing God to strengthen our character through it for reasons that we do not know. God sometimes allows taken people to scoff at believers. We should be prepared for criticism, ridicule, and unkind remarks because God takes because God does not place us beyond attacks of scoffers. So as a believer, we will suffer, you know, the good suffer with the bad. Even when you accept Jesus as your personal savior, there are some people who will tell you, you go now, life is going to be sweet and a bed of roses. No, life is going to be better. Life is going to be sweet, yes, but it, it, it is, you're not exempt from trouble. You're not exempt from suffering. So we thank God for the fact that he will give us the grace that we need to go through whatever we need to go through in this wicked world, dealing with scoffers and people that would make light of you because you are living for God and you're trusting God and you're believing God. So be encouraged tonight, you know, that you're going to trust him regardless to what's going on around you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask for forgiveness for anything I might have done out of, out of your will. God, I thank you for the opportunity that I have right now to enter into your most holy of holies. Oh, God, 
your throne room. <laughs> to be able to pray on behalf of others. To intercede on behalf of others. To give you thanks, oh God, for all that you have done and all that you are doing. All that you are about to do. God, we love you tonight. Not that we loved you and yet we love you. Our love for you is so incomparable to the love that you have for us. Your love for us is that you gave your life for me, for us, that we may have your righteousness. And Lord, for that we are saying, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies. Lord, today we are lifting up and praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord, we are praying, oh God, for war-torn warriors all over the world. We are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. And we know peace, total peace, will not come on this earth until Jesus Christ has come to rule and to reign. But God, your grace is sufficient to take us through the hard places. And we give your name the praise, God, for being able to stand on your word. God, today we're lifting up the body of Christ. Unite us. Strengthen us. Strengthen the bride, the church. Lord, we're praying for pastors that have lost, gone, given up the work of the ministry. Lord, we are praying today for our local assembly, Restoration Christian Fellowship Church. We thank God for our assistant pastor, a man of God who loves God, loves the work of the ministry. God, we, we ask, oh God, that you will continue to pour into him as he pours out to us. Oh God, in the name of Jesus, we pray for his wife, his family, his children, his grandchildren. God, today I am lifting up my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, praying for the saints' children, thou grandchildren and great-grands, God. We are praying and decreeing and declaring that our children will serve you, live for you, love you. None of them will die and go to hell. But God, they will come into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and live for you. Today, we are asking that you will lift up hung-down heads, those that are battling oppression, depression. God, we are asking today that you will be the lifter up of our heads, the healer of our countenance. God, we are praying for victims of day and night. Lord, we are asking, oh God, those that are afraid to come out of their houses because of the fact that they've been violated. Give them strength. Oh, God, give them the grace that they need to be able to trust you, to be able to trust you, to be able to come out of their homes. You're coming against sex trafficking. God, expose and uncover the perpetrators in the name of Jesus. God, we are praying and coming against the spirit of abortion, the spirit of suicide. 
We're praying for the homeless. We're praying for the drug addict. We're praying for the, 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 the alcoholic. Oh, we're praying for those that are just uh, sick and tired and sick and tired of being sick and tired of where they are. God, you're able to save them from the gutter to the uttermost. God, make known your wonders everywhere tonight. Oh, open up blinded eyes and deaf ears. Change hearts and minds and desires. God, we are asking, oh God, that you will put clapping in our hands and running in our feet, dancing in our feet. Hallelujah. Use us for your glory for such a time as this. We are praying against uh, the spirit of hatred in the world. God, we are praying that your love shall prevail in the name of Jesus. Lord, we are coming against the spirit of suicide. We are praying for those that are in hospice care. We are praying, oh God, for those, oh God, I'm praying for those that's in my community, family of musicians, oh God, those that have loved ones that are in hospice. Pray for Mother Baldwin's brother. Lord, we're praying, oh God, that your will be done. We know you as a healer. We're praying for secure. Lord, we're praying, oh God, for all those. We're praying for Warren's daughter. Oh God, strengthen. Hallelujah. All those on our prayer list. Praying for my spiritual daughter, Jill. Lord, encourage her heart. Be the lifter up of her head. Thank you for meeting, oh God, her need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We just thank you for your love and for your mercies. We're praying for first responders. We are praying, oh God, for those that have experienced disasters, earthquakes. Oh God, restore and protect. And God, we'll be so careful to give your name the praise, the glory, the honor belongs to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I'm going back to my teaching on matters of the heart. And the scripture text that I was using was Jeremiah 17, 9 through 10. The heart is deceitful and wicked. But the Lord searches and tries it. And in my study of this particular topic matter, as I was doing some research, I ran across this article by Mark D. Jesus. And this topic was talking about the six stages of spiritual, but the stages of spiritual heart disease. And again, this is still all dealing with matters of the heart. It says, today, because of the lack of cultivating healthy love in our hearts, many wander through life with severe heart conditions. I am speaking to more than just medical heart issues, but spiritual and emotional heart issues. These conditions come out of ignoring the spectrum of heart experiences in life, including loss, grief, sorrow, joy, peace, and contentment. These heart conditions arise coming out of people 
neglecting the tending of their hearts. When we pay attention to the life of our hearts, we allow healthy self-love to make way in our lives. Because so many have not been loved properly, they have no reference for love, let alone healthy love of self. So we ignore this issue and move on in life. The following heart conditions begin to arise as a result. They work in stages. We begin at stage one. But if the diagnosis is ignored, we move further along until we end up at the last stage. Typically, people do not end up in my office until they are at the last stage. They have lived for years without tending to the life of the heart and cultivating a love relationship with God, themselves, and others. As you read each of these, once you feel that you no longer connect to the stage you are reading, you are probably at the previous stage. The good news is that whatever you are, there is hope for God to breathe change if you are open. So the first stage that uh, is in this article by Mark Jesus is, number one, a broken heart. A broken heart. This is where it all begins. Everyone on the planet has a broken heart to some degree, because we are all broken to some degree. No one has received love or given love perfectly. The quicker we can identify that we carry a broken heart, the quicker God can address areas that need a greater revelation of love. That's powerful. Self-love cannot be experienced when we leave a broken heart unhealed. The broken heart is a condition that arises when those who were supposed to love us did not. They either released harmful actions against us or they neglected to act in loving ways that you needed. Most people carry a broken heart because they were not given what they needed. This becomes difficult to see unless we get a reference, a reference for what we did not have. For instance, the majority of people on the planet have no memory of that earthly father saying the words, I love you. Yet without knowing this was important, people will live on without letting that get healed and resolved. They walk around with a lump or with a limp of unknown origin. A broken heart. A broken heart. You know, they say it's it's like um, 
I was thinking about the scripture that talks about the broken heart. It's almost like a, a I don't have to find the scripture for you, but I I I, I kind of hear it in my spirit what I'm trying to say. But a broken heart is is is, is a spirit is hard to appease. You know, when people are broken in heart because of that childhood, I know overseer suffered because he was adopted, and he often would share with me, you know, how blessed I was. You know, I had a mother and a father. Maybe he had adopted parents. He had a beautiful adopted mother and, and father, you know. But, you know, his father treated him a certain way. But his mother was very, very uh, good to him. But he never was bonded to his biological mother. And he suffered a broken heart throughout life. I mean, he got, I mean, the Lord saved him and he worked in ministry. You know, and, and and he 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 had he worked he worked in ministry. He did what he needed to do. But at home, we knew you know the things he was experiencing, the things he was suffering, the hurt from his broken heart that he was going through. So God is able to heal, you know. And when I think about him being in heaven now with Father God, he he doesn't have to worry about ever again, or think the thought. Why did his mother give him away, but yet kept, you know, his other siblings and gave him away? The next uh, disease of the heart is a fearful heart. Any area of brokenness makes room for fear to enter. Insecurity is a land where fear loves to dwell. Every area of insecurity and brokenness has a work of fear attached to it. Those with a fearful heart become trained to avoid any past pain from recurring. Hmm. Love has such a powerful effect that it actually casts out fear. Love and fear displace each other. When I am neck deep in fear, it drives out my ability to sense and experience the power of love. When I am living in the divine sense of knowing I am loved and allowing that love to settle within myself, fear has no ability to access my being. The answer to fear is love, yet every form of fear will pitch a fit to keep our hearts bound by its torment. And I know that's true. But I know God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. We will not have a fearful heart. Even in the last days, Jesus said, men's hearts will fail because of fear. Fear will tag team on a broken heart to keep us focused on our past hurts as our story for the future. Those with a fearful, those with a fearful hearts not only struggle to walk in love regarding themselves, they struggle to embrace the experiences and to be fully present. They are always projected into that which they are not at peace about. 
fearful fears become hypersensitive and constantly live to avoid their hearts being hurt or exposed. You know, I was thinking about people that live with a broken heart or even a fearful heart. They tend to have a a uh, a facade. They put on a facade. They have a mechanism that is a defense mechanism, and they have a tendency to let you in, but so far, and then they will put up a wall, and they will not let you in because of that broken heart and that fearful heart, and that fearful heart that they have said, "No, if I let you in." Uh, I might become vulnerable and really show you my real self or my real pain or my real hurt. You see, matters of the heart. So next week, I will continue starting at the disease and this, the stages of spiritual heart disease. Well, uh, I will start at three next week, which will be the angry heart. And the six stages are starting with the first one that we discussed today was the broken heart, the fearful heart. Then there's the angry heart, the hopeless heart. Hallelujah. We have the hopeless heart, the hard heart. Hallelujah. And last of all, we have the numb or checked out heart. So we're going to continue on with the matters of the heart with this article that I um, came up, up, up on uh, by Mark E. Jesus. So if you're out there tonight and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, you've heard about him, but you, you, you've never, you know, asked him to forgive you of your sins and to come and to live on the inside. I'm going to give you that opportunity to have you to pray this prayer of salvation. If you would repeat, excuse me, if you would repeat this prayer after me, repeat the words, let them come from your heart, believe them in your heart as you confess them with your mouth. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you, you know, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died and was buried and resurrected, you shall be saved. So confess, Father God, I confess that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Jesus, come and live on the inside of me. Wash me with your blood, fill me with your spirit, and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Be my Lord, my Savior, and my friend. To the backslider, God is married to you. Confess your sins. Ask the Lord to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. And come home because Abba Father is waiting for you.
whatever you do, make sure that you let someone know what you have done tonight, that you are now a Christian born again. Always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.